to Deserted Isolation Discs, a play on words and tribute to the BBC's famous Desert Island Discs podcast. We're Kate Hamer and Louis Saha, the founders of Axis Stars, which is a platform to connect stars from the worlds of sport and entertainment with trusted brands and service providers. Obviously, a lot of these stars are at home due to coronavirus isolation at the moment, so we thought we'd work together and bring some entertainment to everyone stuck at home. We hope it's not going to be too long a series, but we have got a good chunk of members so we can keep you entertained for a while. Today, we are joined by comedian Tez Ilias. Hi, Tez. Hello, Kate and Louis. And of course, (laughs) Louis is here. Yes, I'm very, very, very pleased to have you on on our podcast. Uh, Tez, uh, how are you? I'm good, brother, man. I'm not too bad. I'm I'm in Blackburn. I'm at home with my mum. And honestly, I cannot recommend being isolated with your mum enough. <laughs> it is she's just treating me like I'm a four, well, like I'm a 14-year-old kid, just cooking for me, looking after me, cleaning up after me. And who am I to stop her from doing that? Yeah, that's that's totally uh, fair. I think it's a massive. Um, I think it's a massive reset. You know, you you have like your family uh, maybe away, and you realize how important they are you want to keep them safe and all that so it's uh, nice to have the opportunity to actually get uh, her in your in your in your space to actually yeah i would say cherish is that the word i think cherish uh, the yeah, moment yeah 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 definitely yeah. man yeah because because with my i mean you know when you were playing football with, with, with my job i'm always away from home i'm traveling yeah. a lot going to different cities performing even different countries sometimes and so to have this extended period of time at home like you said, I'm cherishing it because who knows? It's, it's probably a once in a lifetime thing. Mm-hmm. Even though it's horrible, you've got to take the light from the from the darkness, right? Mm-mm-mm. So, what is your standard there now? It's like, uh, what is your your morning and your your midday and in the, the night? What's your isolation day? Okay, so I don't see the morning anymore. <laughs> I don't. I'm not even sure there is a morning anymore because I don't see it. So if it's happening, it's happening without me. Um, at the moment, because I'm in, because it's Ramadan. It's Ramadan at the moment. So I have to stop eating at 4 a.m. around that between half three and 4 a.m. So mm-hmm. I stay up till then. Uh, I have my last bit of food and water. I then pray and go to bed. I then tend to get up around. Sometimes I'm not gonna lie, Louis. Sometimes it's three. It's 3 p.m. Uh, so it's 1, 1 p.m., 2 p.m., 3 p.m., I get up. Um, I then get up, have a shower, do my afternoon prayers. I then do a bit of work, uh, like, you know, recording podcasts or a bit of admin, maybe write some jokes. Um, I then do my evening prayers, and then it's time to eat. Um, and then I do my night prayers, and I just chill with my mum, and we watch some TV and stuff. At the moment, it's quite, it's quite calm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm doing a bit of exercise as well, just before the... Uh, just before dusk, when I'm allowed to eat again, I do yeah. my 15 minutes of exercise to make sure that, because I, I can't do too much because I haven't eaten or drank all day, yeah. but I do enough of what I can, a few press-ups, just a few uh, high-intensity interval training, but for about 10 uh-huh. to 15 minutes, uh, yeah. just just to keep just to keep myself yeah. in a little, little bit of shape. Um, mm. So at the moment, that's my day, man. It's, it's been going quite well. So basically, I'm, I'm, I'm praying, sleeping, and eating when I can. No, it's good. It's good. So, so on, on a way that you actually describe that, you, this is a, ta- a tip in a in a way. Yeah. No. Ex- yeah. So, definitely. Do you have a tip like you can give like to to uh, followers in some ways and like what is like at the moment, especially if you do Ramadan, it's like to still get active or just like to be very calm. 
I think it depends. You are usually I like being active because the quicker the day goes for me, the yes. easier for me Ramadan is. For some people, they don't like being active because it gets them too tired and too thirsty and they prefer to be doing nothing. I'm trying to have a mixture of that. I'm trying to have a mixture of like just chilling out. But I've extended my sleeping hours so at least I see less of the day uh, so that I have a lesser period of which I am hungry and thirsty. Um, so I've kind of adapted to the time. Um, another thing that I'd highly recommend is meditation. So for the mm. first time in my life, I'm meditating. There's an app on the App Store called Calm, C-A-L-M, and I've downloaded that and it has guided meditations because I've never meditated before. I don't really know how to do it. So this app has guided meditations, teaching you how to meditate, giving you tips. And it's only 10, 15 minutes uh, a day. And that's really, really good. It's really helped with any anxiety or uh, any anxiousness. And it's helped me be more in the moment and really calm me down and help me even be more patient with my mum because we know we don't have a lot of patience for our parents sometimes. So it's really helped me. So I can definitely recommend that. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's the app that uh, has been advertised by uh, LeBron James. Is that right? Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe, maybe, but it's, it's, it's a very popular app. And it's, I think yeah. that and Headspace are the most popular meditating apps. Uh, and I ended up going with Calm uh, just because it's the, it's the first one that I saw. Uh, and there's a free version and then a, a subscription version as well. Uh, obviously, with the free version, you get you get less stuff. But with the, with the subscription version, uh, you get you get access to the whole platform. Uh, but yeah, I can, I can highly recommend doing that. It, def it definitely has made me think differently about work and how I approach things in life. Good, good, good. So, it, and in the same way that you may have like tips in, uh, in, in, in cooking, you know, so in the kitchen, do your mom has like special dishes for, for us to know about? Yeah, man, my mom's a really good cook. She's incredible. Uh, one, of the one of the things I wanted to learn in isolation was how to cook because I, like, don't get me wrong, I can do pasta and stuff like this, but I'm not, I'm not a cook in the meaningful sense of the word. So I thought, you know what? It's isolation. You're going to be at home, locked down for maybe three months, learn how to cook. I thought I'll just learn my mom's greatest hits, her, her pilau, her lamb curry, her, her kebabs, her samosas. And at the moment, I'm not going to lie to you, Louis, it's not happened, but the intention is still there. The problem is my mom starts cooking too early in the day and I'm still in bed. So either my mom has to start cooking later or I have to start getting up earlier. And at the moment, we haven't quite negotiated that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's a uh, yeah, kind of like um, organization that you have to find. Yeah, but yeah, yeah exactly. that's fitness sh should be uh, very uh, important in uh, in a way to keep uh, uh, to keep your mind straight and and having like the great uh, uh, set mind and all that. So it's not super easy, you know. You have to always like find like the balance between the Ramadan. Uh, yeah, it's it's not easy. Uh, sports, yeah. cooking, uh, trying to find the time to to uh, learn the recipes and all that is it must be like a very big challenge. I mean, yeah, yeah. man. How are you? How are you finding it? Do you cook? Uh, I do cook. Yeah, because I've got uh, my kids who's coming like quite um, regularly, and uh, I don't cook that much when I'm alone because uh, I live. Uh, uh, alone, so I'll challenge myself more when the kids are here. Or mm. actually, my kids are challenging me. They, yeah. they want to do stuff and all that. But uh, I, I really find it uh, therapeutic in some way. You know, it's like uh, you get into do things uh, in a certain way. You see, my kids are really into like uh, bios. They have an app, so that's uh, another tip that is called Yuka, where they can see the actual. Uh, uh, I would say. Um, 
the, the good into the product that we buy, you know? So mm. a big challenge with Nutella, with all those uh, like big brands. And sometimes they, they actually told me, oh no, this is one is not great or all those things. So it was good to actually see uh, from their own eyes, from their own perspective, what they see about that kind of like food industry. So it was uh, it's good. And so all those type of uh, discussion is, is great uh, in that confinement that say, if there is any positivity, is to actually discuss about simple stuff um, and it's around the kitchen at the moment, so it's good. That's yeah. cool, man. And have you been, have you, what have you done in terms of your, your fitness? Because you're, you're an athlete, right, bro? You were a professional footballer, you, you know, most of your life. So what are you doing to like maintain any sense of fitness? You know, it's, it's, it's funny because uh, I would say since I stopped, I'm struggling like big time to do any, any kind of like uh, activity where I felt like, I needed my mind into it. Like it was anything that was hard, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Mm. I, I just like had enough because during my career, I, I really worked really, really hard. And uh, since the, 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 the confinement and everybody has to stay at home, I really starting to get on it uh, again. So uh, I managed to, to hit some balls on tennis because I've got a wall. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm managing as well, like a lot of like gym because my son, my second one is like into... Like he's into football, but he's like really into uh, uh, lifting weights and all that. So I've been into it. No, it's like uh, way more, but I'm not into cardio that much. I'm still like really, uh, yeah, struggling with that. So we managed to to find some kind of motivation. My first one is a he's a basketball player, so he's oh, nice. like he watched uh, MG uh, MG things, you know, uh, Michael Jordan series. So oh, it's, yes, it's, it's, it's so good. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It's um, so good. Yeah. I've been yeah. I've been watching it, and uh, I, I finished the the latest episodes came out yesterday, and yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, it's unbelievable. You're just watching it, and you're like, the drive and motivation he has, and the way he just dragged his teammates to success. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Un yeah. But then you think all the things he has sacrificed as well to to do that is yeah, it's un it's one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. Yeah. So that's basically the thing that you watching on Netflix, like documentaries or whatever um i watch i watch i've been watching a lot of tv so i've been watching there's a new series that came out that i finished last week called gangs of london and mm. it's from the director i don't know if you ever saw the raid uh the indonesian martial arts films uh they're very very violent amazing fighting mm -hmm. scenes but that guy he came to england and he made this series called gangs of london and it's very violent the choreography is amazing the storyline's brilliant I, I love that sort of action kind of stuff mm -hmm. so that's been really good so i've been i've been watching a lot of tv um i caught up on stranger things that's really good uh, that was that was a, on the back of my mind to catch up on yeah man what what have you been watching oh yeah the the mg1 was like my focus but i look uh, a lot of like documentaries in some ways so all the dirty money things and, and, and you know, like uh, anything like yeah, in the planet. Uh, so I'm like uh, someone who go bed very late. Um, so I've been like really into things that um, uh, I would say equip myself with um, some kind of like information that I'm uh, supposed to know about. Mm. So I just like get back to that routine and say, whoa, hang on a minute. Uh, are you sure you understood it? Uh, so many people like live and set in stone and think that they really feel like they know about it, but they don't. So I just came back from the those uh, things that I, I know about. So being challenged with my children as well. So a lot of, of my research come from uh, my, my children. I, I <laughs> 
So they challenge me a lot, and uh, I, I really like that. So Netflix is one channel, uh, but I, I use a lot of uh, kind of, um, yeah, I would say any kind of document uh, that I see on, in, on the net uh, or even like on Facebook. I've been challenging myself on a lot of aspects of uh, information. So it's, it's, it's been really important. And, and I think that uh, that's why we, we want to have that kind of discussion with you guys, because we want to know what type of... Um, I would say experiences that you came uh, up front in your life uh, or in your career that managed to actually, you know, set some some kind of standard and help could help people to actually understand. Oh, I have a setback. What is your story that could help uh, people who listen to that podcast? Well, you know, I I am in entertainment now. I'm I'm a stand-up comedian and actor. I've been in a few things, but. I only started doing this when I was 27 years old, Louis. Before that, I was working in an office. I was working, I was a civil servant working for the government. And at 27 years old, I decided to start stand-up comedy as a hobby. It became something that I did after work. And and then it, it started growing and becoming a more serious hobby. And then eventually became a second job. And then eventually, after six and a half years of doing both, I left my day job to do comedy entertainment full time. But that was a six and a half year journey. Mm-hmm in which mm. I couldn't I couldn't afford to leave my day job because that was paying my bills. Mm. And slowly, slowly, the entertainment was building. And then at the moment that I was earning enough money in entertainment, I could leave the day job behind. But that was a six and a half year journey. And I started quite late at 27. Um, so what, what I would say to people is, whatever they're doing at the moment, if they're not happy with it, it is in their power to change their circumstances. They should start a hobby that they've always wanted to do. And maybe mm. it won't become their career, but it, they, they will find some fulfillment in it and some joy in it. So I would definitely recommend to people that if you're stuck in a rut, if you don't like your job, if you don't like, even if you're in a relationship that you don't like, or if you want to do a hobby that you've, that you've always wanted to do, but you've not had the uh, time to do it, honestly, just start doing it or change your circumstances, find a new job, apply for other things. And I think you'll be better off for it because it's what is, one of the scariest things I ever started doing was doing stand-up comedy because I have no drama background. I don't have any background in performing or anything like that, but it's just mm-hmm. something that I felt like I wanted to do and I started doing it and now it's changed my life. So I think that would be my tip to people is if you've got circumstances in your life that weigh you down or you're not happy about, it's in your power to change them, brother. Yeah, yeah. So I, I like that, you know, it's like, as like somebody asked me all the time, what is happiness for me? You know, And I always say, the first thing that comes in, in, in my mind is authenticity. So be yourself in a way that mm. you have to enjoy what you really like. And if you are like not doing it, you know, it's one part or one big part of who you are, where is actually not performing, you know. So on the way to actually uh, get the desire to do a lot of things, you, you can't uh, even use that big part or always like, part of your personality or part of your desire or part of, so this is what I, I, I really think that sport has given me. It's just like give me that platform to be who I wanted to be. Not about the sport itself, but it, me was more about competition. And, mm. and I need to, to compete with whoever, and that was part of my, my life. And this is what I think, uh, what you just said, you know, like when you had that shift, because not everybody has the luck to just like end up on the thing that they really like at the start, you know, 20 and defining things, you know, it's not easy. So mm. we, we, we can, yes, all that time that we spend uh, in that confinement, it's an opportunity to reset and, and say, hang on a minute, what I really like, you may start cooking, whatever it is, 
maybe it's opportunity to actually find out that this passion was always there, but it wasn't expressed. And then now it's like, hang on a minute, I found myself more in song to learn things, to, to do sport, whatever it is, you know, because it's maybe linked with your passion. So, yeah. 100%. Yeah, definitely. I agree with all that, man. Yeah. So on, on the same way, maybe you can give us like uh, some Spotify uh, music that you really, really like that could uh, help us to know you. Oh, man. My Spotify is such a mix. Because yeah. like, I love so much different music. I love I love hip hop, American hip hop. I love I love British grime. Those are probably my biggest two influences. I love American R&B. Like, but then I love like rock. I love pop. And then I love I love Pakistani folk music called Kowali. So mm-hmm. my Spotify is such a mix of all these different things. Like I've got Post Malone, Kendrick Lamar. I've got I've got a uh, Skepta. I've got Stormzy. Oh, yes, and then yes. I've got and then I've got random things like I love Spice Girls. A Spice Girls songs will come up, and I'm like, yeah, because that was my song when I was growing up in the nineties. Okay. Like, nice. like I probably appreciate it more now than I did back then. And then sometimes when I'm driving, I've got like a Pakistani folk song that's for 28 minutes long just so I can listen to it and it helps me keep awake because it's got an amazing rhythm to it. So, yeah, man, I, 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 I can definitely recommend to your viewers if they haven't heard British Grime to maybe find a playlist on Spotify, British Grime or just Grime. Uh, and they'll find some amazing music on there uh, from British artists who keep it real, working class um, and, and people talking about their real life experiences. So that's something I can recommend to you, to anyone listening to this. So, Tez, uh, I was about to forget, you know, um, I would like to ask you to pick three people on uh, isolation, you know, a lockdown, yeah, three people that are alive or history, you have the choice. Okay, so I would say Muhammad Ali, mm-hmm. because we'd have great philosophical discussions, also it'd be very, very entertaining. Um, I would say... Angelina Jolie mm-hmm. from the year two, from 2004 for different <laughs> for different entertainment purposes. Um, and then the last person I would say is my mum, uh, because that way, hopefully I can actually learn something from her. And maybe maybe Muhammad Ali would force me to go to the kitchen and learn how to cook. So, yeah, yeah, they'd be my three people. So Muhammad Ali, Angelina Jolie from the noughties and my mum. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, we would like to to know about um, one special moment from your career that you really would like to actually share. Some some moment who has like I don't know how you call it when you know you are you Goose, have like, goosebumps. Exactly goosebumps. You know that that special moment. Okay, so in 2017, um, Trevor Noah the famous South African comedian who's got the Daily Show in America, you know, one of the biggest stars in the whole world in my industry. He came to London to do a show uh, at the O2 Arena, 16,000 people. And his team asked me to host the show. Uh, so I was the first one to go out in front of 16,000 people and try and entertain them, keep their attention, make them laugh, introduce a couple of guests, and then introduce Trevor Noah. And that was the most surreal experience I've ever had in my life. You know, I'm used to playing in front of people, 100 people, up to sometimes 500 people, but 16,000 people, yeah. like it's basically a stadium. That was that was a novel experience that I will never, ever forget in my life. And it was through my hard work of, 
of trying to make this a success and 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 networking and 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 showing people that I'm capable of this. That his team looked at me and thought, this is the guy that we need for the for the for the Trevor Noah big show in London. So that was that was an amazing experience. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, I can I can imagine this. You know, especially yes, I, I really like him, the Trevor Noah. It's like very. You 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 are on the same industry because uh, satire is very hard mm. to mm. to to you know to to play around is like politically you have to be more correct than before 20 years back you had that that freedom and now it's like really difficult so yeah it must be like you know for a football player to see Zidane you know it's yeah, like, yeah 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 um, yeah exactly exactly it was see. yeah it was incredible yeah so may, maybe that uh, the next thing is like you may browse uh, internet and have like as well contributed to content. You know, the last uh, months has been challenging for everybody, but you may have like seen something really interesting, may share something really interesting. It's very important for us as um, influencers where we have a voice, where we have like a platform to, to deliver some information, relevant information. Um, what could be uh, shared from, from you? What have you seen that you... I think uh, things that are very important or very, um, yeah, crucial to you uh, right now. Um, well, you know, I'm lucky that I'm in an industry where a lot of my friends also do this sort of stuff. They, they entertain people. And so I think a really good time during this time now is is for people to have entertainment, to take their mind off this terrible thing that is happening around the world. So I can recommend my friends' Instagram pages, man, Mo Gilligan, Kay Kurd, Adam Rowe, um, Gus Khan, Myself, Tez Ilias, you know, I've, I've got some stuff on there. So definitely there are some amazing entertainers out there still producing content during this period to keep yeah. people entertained and distracted from what is happening in the real world. And, and people really welcome that. I've seen everyone's engagement levels have gone up during the past month because people want to find distractions and they want to be entertained. Mm -hmm. uh, so definitely there will be people in your in your sphere that that follow really good entertainers. So seek them out and support them and follow them and, and, and like what they're doing and share it with your friends if you enjoy it as well. Mm -mm, great, great. So that's why I think that we, we have that duty, uh, whatever is like entertainment in a way that is good, be funny, your page is, um, uh, is like, because yes, you are using the actual, um, I, I would say smart way to analyze situation. Uh, sometimes uh, it's not easy. Uh, mm. You are doing a job in some way. Um, and um, I, I think that's that's why I, I would love to talk to you about the, the actual aspect of like um, this situation. Where, wherever we are not talking about racism in a in a in a way that uh, it's a very difficult moment to understand mm. the impact. But you know that thing come from China. Uh, people see things like oh, hang on a minute. Uh, uh, the, the the foreigner has bring something or whatever. All those things are not something that we are really used to to discuss with the actual stars in some way. Mm. But how we can impact the the people view this perception and is by being all together as stars. And I like the, your approach and the way that you manage to use your knowledge and your funny approach to actually manage to actually break any kind of like. Uh, stupidity, you know, uh, from the uh, opposition in some yeah, way, you know. Yeah. So that's that's the, the, the um, yeah. I would love to have your input in in the strategy for stars like like me or in the sport who don't know who don't know how to 
to to build some kind of argument in those mm. uh, typical moments. Uh, how are you going to manage to do that? I don't know, but uh, let's try to find that. <laughs> yeah, I, I appreciate that, but I think I think it's difficult for sports stars because quite often, like take footballers for example, they play for teams, and those teams probably have in their contracts stipulations that means people can't necessarily speak out about social issues because that affects maybe how much money the the team will generate in sales and stuff. I appreciate that because look at look at Colin Kaepernick in America. He made a stance against police brutality um, by taking a knee on, against the national anthem and he was sacked. Mm-hmm. They, they sacked him from his job. He's not been able to play for the last three, four years. Uh, they took his livelihood away. So I understand from a sports star's perspective, it's very difficult. I, I, I looked to heroes of mine like Muhammad Ali uh, and people like that who, who spoke out against injustices in the world, even though it might have affected them greatly personally. I look at their bravery and that's what inspires me. Um, for me, I always want to entertain people. Um, that is that is the job that I'm in. But sometimes, because I've been given this platform, I think, well, why can't I entertain people but also say the thing that's on my mind as well? So that's what I've been trying to do. Um, I, I was part of a video you mentioned earlier before we started called You Clap For Me Now which was a compilation of a lot of immigrant people in the UK, but also sons and daughters of immigrants, because we know that they also experience racism the same way that immigrants do. And this video was saying that, look, a lot of key workers, a lot of people who work in hospitals, doctors, nurses, but also people now working in groceries, delivery drivers, all those jobs that people are now relying on to get through this horrible moment, a lot of those jobs are staffed by immigrants or maybe sons and daughters of immigrants. And we've seen the discourse, the discussion that's been taking place in Europe and in America over the last five to 10 years that's been negative towards that group of people. But now suddenly we're relying on those same people to help us get through this. And we're saying, oh, you clap for us now. Yeah, yeah, I like this. But we've been here before and hopefully, inshallah, we will continue to be here. So maybe just think about that. Think about that before your actions uh, and maybe soften your heart towards these people who are just like you, human beings, trying to trying to provide for their families and live their lives. Yeah, I think that's um, yeah, very good points. And that's why I think sometimes as we are like uh, in certain position, certain contexts where sportsmen, as you mentioned, we don't give um, um, the, the right platform. So anytime that those guys will say something or do something, they are the first target. You've seen that now they haven't asked uh, maybe actors or others to actually uh, cut the wages straight away. You know that mm-hmm. the football mm-hmm. were the first target. We know that we pretty much understand because yes, the 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 true heroes are the the those guys, the medicine, the doctors. All those are very very crucial, and this is. Uh, easy target. We we understand that now. I think in this era of digital, there is like uh, tools that are uh, available to gather, like put all those people together, speak about those, uh, uh, equip themselves, um, understand. Oh, your point of view. Oh, I didn't know that. So may I can uh, reuse it because I, I I have a voice and I can carefully use it in a proper way because yes it seems to have like get some kind of traction inside our group where it's like safe you know so all those things are the thing that we try to work it's going to take us time but this is basically what the aim of um, of uh, axis stars and, and i'm very um, thankful that you uh, have joined and we hope that uh, we're going to help you uh, 
to actually um, yeah g get that kind of uh, confidence as well to do more because this is really needed uh, and with humor this is uh, I mean a necessity <laughs> really <laughs> is. so yeah thank you very much again I think uh, thank you've been you brilliant. man thank you and inshallah man your words are very inspiring so I appreciate that man. Thank you.